about stuff. Yes, time to talk about stuff. Welcome everybody to the first episode of the yet unnamed B movie podcast. Um, I'm Mike Keltner. You may know me from the Sega Stuff podcast, and I'd like to introduce my friend. Hi, I'm Malaria. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're terrible people, but that is why we're podcasting because it is way, way easier. Yeah, you you hook up a microphone and press record, and then internet fame. Exactly. Internet fame. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is a. I wanted to do a podcast about B movies which are just one of my favorite kind of movies. Um, you know, and there's a lot of kinds of, you know, uh, there are a lot of different subgenres in B-movies, I guess. Um, but the term, I, uh, for, this is from Lloyd Kaufman's book, All I Need to Know About Filmmaking I Learned from the Toxic Avenger. He said that the, the term B-movie originated from when back in the day, whenever they would have some the high uh, high budget movie they're trying to sell to a drive-in, they would also include in the deal the kind of lower budget movie that nobody's interested in, because they're like, well, you know, if you want this movie, you've got to take this other movie that nobody wants to see. That way, they sell the kind of crappy movie that people didn't want to see. This was from the the uh, the fucking. Um, I guess this means we're an exclusive podcast. Or we <laughs> but um, this is from like the 60s and 70s, like when the drive-ins were king and they were everywhere. This is what he says anyways. I trust Lloyd Kaufman a lot, but I am a fanboy. So um, <laughs> and, and if you're not aware, Lloyd Kaufman is the president of Troma, one of my favorite B-movie producing companies. Um, but yeah, the, the general aspects of a B-movie are just... They're... There are uh, a lot of times they're called exploitation movies. They exploit certain things. A lot of times it's sex, gore, um, you know, goofy humor. They just kind of they they don't have great writing and storytelling, so they exploit what they have. And some of these over the years have just been amazing films. They're just they're the kind of so bad they're good movies. Um, We'll give Lloyd Kaufman props, because if it wasn't for him, then you would have no South Park. That is true. Um, he produced Trey Parker's first movie, Cannibal, which is my favorite movie ever. It's a very good movie. And, uh, yeah, without them, uh, you know, without that, they might not have grown up to be, well, not grown up, they might have yeah, not blown up to be so big with South Park and everything. Lloyd Kaufman gave them a chance because he thought their movie should be seen. And so, the rest is history, so, I guess. So, if you love South Park, but you hate B-movies, go stand in the corner. <laughs> yes, uh, please put on the dunce cap. Um, but yeah, so... Um, so, what was your first B-movie? See, I've been thinking about this recently, and I don't know... It's The thing that I keep coming across is I'm not sure exactly how to define completely B-movies... Um, because there's just so much that I roll into that, but what I think of when I think of my first B-movie is, uh, Ernest Scared Stupid. Oh, that was good! Yeah. Um, Ernest Scared Stupid is this, uh, well, first of all, if you're not familiar with Ernest, he... Then uh, go stand in the corner. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> he's this, was it, uh, 
Jim Varney, I think it was. Um, there's these series of movies called Ernest Goes to Camp, Ernest Goes to Jail, Ernest... I don't remember the original ones, but one of them is called Ernest Scared Stupid. And it is about these trolls or goblins that it's, come... It's a troll. It's a tree troll. Tree troll. These trolls are let out around, uh, around Halloween, and they run rampant in this town, and Ernest... Has to save the day. It He's, is Jim Varney, by Jim the way. Jim Varney. Uh, nice. But, uh, yeah, these goblins are just crazy. All of the characters are... Yeah. Sorry, uh, ever since Troll 2, I always think goblin. He's when, a tree troll. Um, and there's a witch, and she, she's like the, the doomsayer mm -hmm, of the mm -hmm. town, but she ends up saving the day by giving them the, the key yeah. to murder all the trolls. I don't know. But the trolls would turn the kids. Like, if you if the troll touched the kids, he would turn them into, like, little wooden statues of oh, the yeah. kids. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. I remember that. Um, I don't want to give the whole movie away. Because well, you should go see it. There's a statute of limitations, though. It is so many years old now. But Well, I don't want to give away the ending. I won't tell them how... Fair enough. They killed the troll in the end. They don't kill the troll in the end. How could they kill the troll in the end? How how could a... What is this rated? G? <laughs> it's not even rated. It's not rated. Oh, PG. Oh. <laughs> no. What they can't not kill the troll in a PG movie. I'm trying to find the year. Um, 91. 1991. So that movie is quite old now. Like 21 years old? I think yeah. that's about right. Yeah, you could do math. I was going to say 11. <laughs> I can't do math. Oh, uh, yes. That's yes. a lie. She's quite good at math. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that it's it's just a fun little movie. The acting's not great, but it's not horrible. The monster There's a monster in it, and it's an amazing-looking little creature, and it turns people into... And the treehouse that the kids built... I was so jealous of this treehouse my entire life. Still am. It is my goal in life to get a tree as awesome as the tree that they built this treehouse in and build an awesome treehouse in the tree. I think that we have to do that. That's a goal now. Um, I've always wanted an amazing treehouse. You know, just have a fort. Yeah, You know, the park down the street used to have a fort, and then they made it safe, so they took the fort out. Wow, Made that's sad. It's a travesty. You know, some lives were saved, but at what Maybe. cost? Um, but yeah, so that, I mean, that was the first B-movie that I can remember. What about you, Malaria? What, what did you get started on? Uh, well, you know, I thought Ernest was just a regular movie, but like I said, it's not really clearly defined. My parents hated it, so yeah, probably yeah. was a B-movie. Um, I watched all the Ernest movies um but my first B movie is probably Army of Darkness Army of Darkness that's and you know it features Bruce Campbell the B movie god of godliness who I met and he's awesome and he signed his book for me and also he signed my ash yeah uh, oh, I'm so jealous of you I remember this day clearly. I had to go pick my parents up from the the airport, so I was not able to make it to the Bruce Campbell signing, and my life is forever worse for it. I can forever hold this above your head. <laughs> um, 
If I ever need any money, I can be like, Mike, you want to buy this book from me? (laughs) It's signed by Bruce Campbell. Like, I will buy that for so many monies. (laughs) Uh, All the monies. I have four (laughs) dollars. That's all the monies. Um, but yeah, yeah, Army of Darkness is awesome, and, well, uh, like, my love of B-movies, I I have an Army of Darkness and a Toxic Avenger tattoo. Those are the two tenements of B-movies we've talked about so far in this podcast. In fact, we are done talking about B-movies forever. Yeah, Because we've already talked about The Greatest, Ernest, and Army of Darkness, and Toxic Avenger. So... And Cannibal. Cannibal, So... We're done. Probably. Bye. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, there's so many to talk about, but, uh, yeah, Army of Darkness was one of my earlier ones. I think, I think, I, the first one after Ernest that I can remember is probably Rocky Horror, which is one of the all-time, like, famous long-lasting B-movies. Like, if you've never heard of another B-movie, you've probably heard of Rocky Horror. And you probably associate it with weird people. And that's... That's, that's us. That's probably very accurate. <laughs> we are here for you weird people. Yes. Um, you can't see my thumbs up. <laughs> I'm a gesture speaker. Because I can't... Because I just fumbled that whole phrase. Good job. <laughs> I'm a gesture, gesture, that's a hard word to say. Gesture. Gesture, yeah. speaker. I'm waving my hands in front of my face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can expect many more gestures that we will vaguely describe to you on this podcast. Um, so, yeah, um, yeah, that's a little bit about the origin of B-movies and, I was about to say, origin of podcasts. <laughs> My roommates are laughing. You might be able to hear them. <laughs> but they um, we're hilarious. So I guess, yeah, we've described B movies. We've talked about the first ones we've seen, and then I guess why make the podcast? Um, you know, I'm 27 years old. We're old. We we are old, and there are a few things in this world that I love as much as just sitting down and watching a ridiculously gory movie full of like raunchy humor and boobs oh you know what else got me into b movies what's that mystery science theater mystery science theater i wrote to those guys and they wrote back to me that is awesome your b movie producers and actors are amazing because they care about you because you directly pay their salaries yeah and that is one of the most awesome things about me b movies i have reached out to and contacted lloyd kaufman and About 37 times this me. year. Well, <laughs> this was actually back in college, but, but yeah, yeah, 37. Actually, I haven't seen Lloyd Coffin yet this year. Let's... That's true. We're, we're going to see him twice next month. We are. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we're, we're kind of big on the con circuit. We have no life. You know, no life. But, yeah, so... um. One movie that we should uh, delve into further, I think, is Cannibal the Musical, your favorite. Um, It's an amazing film, and it's got a cool story behind it. Uh, It's a true story that's been exploited (laughs) into this awful, terrible musical, but it's funny, Yeah. so it's okay. 
So yeah, it is worth noting that it is a musical. <laughs> um, and true. And it's based on Alfred Packer, this uh, this coal miner, I believe. And uh, uh, no, gold miner. Gold miner. Okay. Gold miner. Gold miner out in the uh, like. Out the in Utah. Utah, and and, and the... he was trying to lead a group back to Colorado. Exactly. And they got horribly lost, and they killed each other. Yes. And hilarity ensued. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this is this was the first movie by Trey, uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Did I say that right? Yes. Okay, I, I instead of Trey Stone and Matt Parker, which that I would say be wrong. all the time. Um, but yeah, it's their first movie. Um, the story of Alfred Packer and uh, his his crew, and they have to eat each other. Um, and then he has to go back to town and explain that they had to do it for survival. And they're like, where is everybody else? Did you eat <laughs> everybody? But um, the musical makes it seem like he did it in self-defense. Yeah. And then for self-preservation. So they went crazy. They all attacked each other. And then they're like, oh, this guy's dead. And we're <laughs> hungry. Let's eat him. It's not like they were like, let's eat him. Oh, murder. <laughs> No. No, no. I think it's actually on YouTube. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Or at least the songs are. Um, I, I, have, I own a copy. I just went to a used DVD store and it was there. They had like five of them. Uh, I uh, want to talk a little bit about Evil Dead 2. Which is one of my favorite B-movies. Which was a remake. Not a sequel to Evil Dead 1. Yes, yes. Um, so we've talked about Army of Darkness already on this podcast. Army of Darkness is actually Evil Dead Three. It's, or two. <laughs> it, they're they're an interesting. Watch all of them, not in order. It doesn't matter. They're an interesting couple of movies. I actually saw them in order of three, two, one. So did I. So yeah, it doesn't make a lot of difference. But what happened is Sam Raimi and friends went out and they made themselves a nice little horror movie out in the woods. And if you don't know who Sam Raimi is, he made Spider-Man. The Tobey Maguire ones. Yes, and he is also about to unleash the Hobbit onto the world. No, that's Peter Jackson. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Peter Jackson did the original trilogy. Sam Raimi is directing The Hobbit. Director Peter Jackson. What? Peter Jackson's doing The Hobbit. I told you, Sam Raimi is not doing it. You're just mad. I am mad. Sam Raimi did, uh... What is that movie that he just did where, um... There's a goat and there's like a... Drag a, me to hell. A quarter. Yeah. Drag me to hell. <laughs> there's a goat and a quarter? Drag me to hell! I know exactly what you're talking about. I do swear that at one point Sam Raimi was supposed to direct The Hobbit. That has apparently not transpired. It really doesn't matter because I don't intend to watch it. You know, just because it happens in your head doesn't mean it's not true. Dumbledore taught me that. Exactly. And maybe it's true for you. You know, I I choose to live in a pretty vast world of fantasy, so... <laughs> so, Army of Darkness. Or Evil Dead 2. Evil Dead 2, okay. So, yeah, the first Evil Dead movie, they filmed it out in the woods, and it was kind of just a average... Demons possess people in the woods movie, you know, with uh, with the very handsy tree. Um, <laughs> tree. <laughs> and then you get your hands on Evil Dead 2. 
and there we make the entire first movie in the first five minutes of the second movie. And so you're like, what the hell? Then they just go on to make an even more awesome version of Evil Dead. Everything that happened in the first one happened in the first five minutes. It's and like it did so well out. to begin with that they went back and tried to do it even better. Yeah. And uh, in the second one, it became uh, a bit more... There's a bit more of a slapstick feel to it. The hand thing happened in it. Yes, yes. Um, the main character, <laughs> uh, played by Bruce Campbell, the B-movie god... Yes, is named Ashley, referred to most of the time as Ash. Um, he at one point gets his hand possessed, and he has to chop it off. And uh, But not like that movie, Idle Hands. That was lame. <laughs> this is totally just like one scene of evil hand. Yeah, yeah. And from there, he, uh, he has to strap it. He gets to a point where he straps a chainsaw onto his stump, and awesomeness ensues. Yeah. Chainsaw in one stump and shotgun in the other. But yeah, it's... And then he just kicks all the evil's ass. But yeah, um, so Evil Dead 2 just, it has this perfect mix of comedy and horror. It's it's uh, just like a timeless classic. Um, it's a bit more horror than Evil Dead 3. So, other things that Bruce Campbell has done. If you've seen... Um, Burn Notice, that show on USA, he's in that. He plays a character named Sam. He does. He's a, It's a very good show, actually, and it's amazing because it's uh, weekly work for Bruce Campbell, a man who has not gotten as much popularity in movies in general as he ought to because the man is funny, he's got a wide range, and an amazing butt chin. And... <laughs> He he was in a movie called White on Rice. Yeah, he was he was a voice actor for it. Yeah, he uh, you will find Bruce Campbell in many. Oh, he was in Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Really? Yeah, he was Mayor Shelbourne. Voice actor. Nice. Yeah, was... I think he was in the B movie movie, with the B. Yeah. I think he was the B. No, that was. Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, was it? Pretty sure. It should have been Bruce Campbell. It always should have been Bruce Campbell. But yeah, as you can tell, with a body of work like this, he is bound to end up with legendary status. He was in Spider-Man. Uh, to the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. He was the the he actually the guy that gave Spider-Man his name in that movie. Yeah. Because he was going to be the human spider. Yeah. And then Bruce Campbell is like, "That's stupid. Why don't you be Spider-Man?" Yeah. And then he was also in Spider-Man Two, or so he says, nice. as the the like the usher at the movie theater. He's mm -hmm. the only human that kicked Spider-Man's ass. Because he, like, knocked him to the floor. And he's like, you can't get in here without a ticket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, he was in Spider-Man 3 as the French concierge at uh, this nice restaurant. Um, and that one was pretty well played. It was quite a funny role. He yes. played in a movie. I don't remember what it was called. But he played... Oh, it was Bubba Hotep. And he played... <laughs> 
um, Elvis. Yes. Like, the Elvis who died in real life was, um, was an Elvis impersonator who he had hired to trade him places because he was just so tired of, like, being up on stage and stuff. And so he was in this nursing home, and he's, like, 90 years old in this nursing home, and he's all like, Nobody believes that I'm really Elvis! Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, <laughs> that was a pretty fun role. Um, and, he, and then he fights mummies. Yeah, yeah, he does <laughs> fight mummies. Um, I believe he is with a elderly black man who believes he's JFK. Yes, yes, um, he is JFK. <laughs> that's right. Um, so as you can tell, this is clearly cinematic gold. Um, clearly. Bruce Campbell was in uh, a great deal of movies. Another good one is, uh, well, I don't know if it's good, but there's a sci-fi channel original movie called Alien Abduction. That movie was not good. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) Bruce Campbell was good in it. Yes, Bruce Campbell was good in it. But that movie was not good. (laughs) He was also in The Man with the Screaming Brain. He was the main guy in that. I think he directed that one. I actually saw the premiere of that with him at the book signing. Because he signed the books, and then we watched the movie together, and it was awesome. My best friend Kevin in, um, went up there and asked him to write a note to his girlfriend, because his girlfriend was mad at him for going to see this instead mm-hmm. of going up to see her. And, and he did. He said, don't be mad at Kevin. And... Um, and then Kevin asked him to go to their wedding. And then later on, Bruce Campbell was being interviewed on some TV show like Dave Letterman or Conan or something for something. I don't know. And they they asked him, what is the, the weirdest thing you've ever been asked at a book signing? And he said, this one guy asked me to go to his wedding. <laughs> That's so awesome. So that was really cool. Also... In the realm of B-movies, I'd like to talk about one of my other heroes. Now, um, it's hard for a man like me to have a favorite movie, because there's so many of them, and I love them all so much. Well, not all of them. Titanic. Yeah. But (laughs) anyways. I can't believe you just said Titanic. You do live in a world of fantasy. I do. I do. The guy fell off and hit the propeller, and that's why you saw it more than once. Exactly. That's why I saw it more than once. I was like, wow, that guy just... No, no, no. Honestly, any man has a complete and utter out as to why they watched Titanic. There are boobs. Granted, it's... The guy fell off the thing and hit the propeller. That's (laughs) that's every guy's out. (laughs) Because the boobs weren't that good. The boobs weren't that good. And they weren't in there that long. Yeah. Well, nothing worth seeing was in there that long. That's true. It was a two-hour movie of the two scenes that I loved. All the people going, Ah! I'm <laughs> gonna die! Yeah, let's just talk about that for a second. <laughs> Slowest boat sinking ever, but yeah, the boat just sunk so slowly. Anyways, what I was saying was, um, it's hard to have a favorite movie. There's so many good ones. But growing up, I had three favorite directors. One is Quentin Tarantino, one is Kevin Smith, and one is Lloyd Kaufman. 
We've already talked about Lloyd Kaufman quite a bit. I would like to talk a little bit about Kevin Smith. Um, Kevin Smith, back in 1994, I believe, recorded a little movie called Clerks. And uh, it is uh, he made it for a budget of $37,000. And he got the money by scamming credit card companies. Basically, he was working at a convenience store. And he wrote a movie about working in the convenience store. But it just so happened to be so damn funny that Miramax picked it up, and it is one of the all-time cult classics as we speak, as we live and breathe now. It centers around these two guys, Dante and Randall, and they just slack off and torture torture customers at a crappy convenience store. And it'll speak to you if you've ever had a job that you just hated. Which, who hasn't? Really, who hasn't? Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's a great little movie. It's black and white because that's all they could afford. <laughs> um, it's had a sequel and a cartoon spinoff. It, it has. And uh, as much as I love the original Clerks, Clerks 2 is probably one of my all-time favorite Kevin Smith movies. Um, I just watched it yesterday at work. Because lucky. what do you do at work that at a job that you hate? You watch people hate their job. Exactly. And <laughs> the in the sequel, which is color, they work at a fast food restaurant now, and which is completely not kosher because it's about movie the golden calf. Mm-hmm. And movie the golden calf now has a restaurant. Exactly. That sells little golden calf happy meals. <laughs> it's uh yeah it's movie the golden calf if you're not completely aware and one kevin smith movie called dogma was built up as this idol that pulls worship away from god and wasn't so, he also like a like a kids like barney or yeah he, he's a character much like barney um and smoochie and smoochie yes uh, death the smoochie is another good b movie okay we'll have to get back to movie <laughs> Why do you want to talk about Death of Smoochie? No, no, we have to go back on topic before we go on any more tangents. <laughs> no, okay, so yeah, but Mubi is this golden calf, um, supposedly based on a biblical story. We won't bore you with that, but uh, these angel, the angel of death, rains death upon the CEO and the board of directors at the Mubi company. <laughs> Matt Damon, indeed. Indeed. Uh, and that is in a Kevin Smith movie called Dogma. That's actually where Matt Damon and Ben Affleck got their claim to fame. Yeah. So anyways, in Clerks 2, this golden calf has its own restaurant now, and that is where Dante and Randall have found themselves. And uh, there is a very interesting third act twist... I don't want to ruin it. Needless to say, if you're easily offended, don't watch anything by Kevin Smith. Ever. Don't watch anything we suggest if you're easily offended. Pretty much, yeah. If you're easily offended, this is not the show for you. But but yeah, so um, Clerks 2, very good. Clerks 1, very good. Kevin Smith in general, he is the king of just dick and fart jokes. Highly recommend it. Cabin in the Woods. 
Cabin in the Woods. Go see it. Because it is amazing. If you are so tired of, like, just horror movies in general, go see Cabin in the Woods. It's it's a great movie. I, definitely worth B-movie status. It's, uh, it's just an amazing tribute to all that is horror. And that's all I'm saying. Just go see it. It's a lot of fun. It's funny. It's gory. You like all the characters. It's not like those movies where you're like, that guy's a dick. I hope he gets murdered. No, you're like, oh, don't murder that guy. For every guy! Yeah, you will be so (laughs) sad when everybody is dead. If everybody is to die, that is. But, um, yeah, Cabin in the Woods, I didn't know anything about it when I went to see it. I just knew, based on, honestly, Evil Dead and movies like it, that I think the Cabin in the Woods scenario is a lot of fun. That's all I knew going in. It was the only thing out. Really, it was like Cabin in the Woods or nothing. Cabin in the Woods actually is a kind of an interesting story behind it. It apparently got finished during the writer's strike a couple years back. And for whatever reason, they weren't able to release it. I think it's been finished since like 2008, something like that. So it's actually kind of an old movie. But it was just released this year in 2012. So that's kind of sad. Mm. But it's a good thing that it got out because there are not, there's not a lot in the ways of truly unique, there we go, movies out there. And so it's really refreshing to see one. Yeah, it's not just the same old story told over again in a different way. It's the same old story told over again in a different way. With a twist, but not an M. Night Shyamalan twist. <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan. And you're just like, what the what what? <laughs> but they kind of lead you on at the beginning. Like, you know... Like, as soon as a movie starts, you know that it's different. Yeah, yeah. It... It's not like they hold it back till the end and you're like, what's going on here? It's like, oh... Oh, this is happening. This is different. It'll be neat. <laughs> exactly. But it can't tell you anything about her to give the whole thing away. Yeah. Honestly, the the trailer gives a lot of it away more so than I think would be. Don't watch the trailer. Just go see it. Go see it. Or at this point, rent it because it's not in theaters anymore. That's sad. I've I've honestly been chomping at the bit, waiting for the DVD, because I have not seen it since, like, May, probably. I don't usually see movies three times in a row, and since I did work at the drive-in, I used to see movies for free, um, you know, so I could have seen it for free. I actually went to a regular theater and paid to see this three times. That's a big deal. And I think I did probably about the same thing. Which, uh, the only other movie in recent memory that I can recall going to in theaters three times is Kevin Smith's Dogma. And that was, like, I I think that's 1999 or 2000. I don't don't really know off the top of my head, but... Yeah, it's one of those really amazing experiences. Let's see here, so... There's that. Um, There's that. And now on to this. Yes. Anyways, um, yeah, so 
that's pretty much what this is. We're going to get together. Come we're back talk next about... week and watch us watch us bake a cake. Exactly. Out of form. Out of meat. We'll make a meat cake. Meat cake. This is not epic meal time. <laughs> Come back next week when we talk about the origin of zombies. Exactly. Or something else that we'll decide on the fly. And kittens. And kittens. We, maybe we'll have this thing named by then. But at any rate, um, I'm Mike Keltner. And I'm Malaria. And you